Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, Toonsters? Welcome to the show. My name's Tim Nadell. Follow me on Twitter at Saturday Rewind. And my name is Gary Lane. You can follow me on Twitter at SMRGary. And of course, find us on our Facebook page, Twitters, and all that kind of stuff on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. So, that being said, how are you, Gary? How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, All things considered, I'm getting pretty uh, excited and anxious and other positive and negative words for the trip. <laughs> nice. We'll talk about that in just in a few minutes. We'll talk yep. more about that. But before we do, I kind of want to give a little a little synopsis of, of this episode. We're going to be talking about, of course, our favorite cartoons released in 1988. I cannot believe we're almost done with that segment that we started last year. I know. And uh, we're also going to be talking about, you know, this month's kind of a music-filled month for us here at Saturday Morning Rewind. So I figured... Why not talk about music in cartoons? Now, earlier this year, we talked about our favorite songs in uh, animated features. And now we're going to be talking about kind of cartoons that had music in them. Not, now, we didn't want to talk about intros or stuff like that, because I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about cartoon intros another another time. And this, have you ever done that? I don't remember. Um, We did. Yeah, I think so. I guess. I don't even remember. <laughs> But anyways, we wanted to just talk about some of our favorite cartoons that featured a lot of music inside the episodes. So like I said, this this month is kind of like a music month for us. And the reason for that is the uh, special event coming up this Sunday, the 17th in Hollywood, California, called The Voice Actors Rock. I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about that quite a bit, so I'm not going to you know talk about it a ton more. But I just want to make sure you guys know about it and are planning on coming if you're in the area. And if you're not, this is something to think about traveling to because... I mean, it has a lot of A-list voice actors like singing on stage. I'm sure some of them are going to be in character. I haven't heard otherwise. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you got people like Jess Harnell and Jim Cummings and Tom Kenny. And just added was uh, Billy West and Carlos Alas Rocky <laughs> from uh, Rockers Modern Life. So mm-hmm. this is a very cool event at the Whiskey A Go-Go this Sunday. And go to their website, voiceactorsrock.org. Use promo code Saturday20. That's one big word, Saturday20, to save $20 off per ticket. Yes, I, I honestly don't think you'll see more star power in one room uh, aside from conventions. And usually at conventions, they're not all together like this. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I cannot wait personally. So it's going to be so much fun. Yes. So, yeah. And also, I want to talk about uh, another event that we just started this past month was our Patreon campaign. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a like a monthly donation subscription for like people like us, you know, people that like do content for other people. So there's options on there for like even a dollar a month. That's one option. And there's also one for $10 a month. And uh, that one, you do get a, a little perk, or a little reward. Um, for the $10 a month one, you get your name said on the uh, podcast with Gary and myself. So in the uh, commercial section, you'll hear your name, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I, that's something that I wouldn't mind doing myself if I was a fan to- of a podcast. Totally. So just go to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and it, the, you'll see the two different Patreon links right there. It takes you right to the page. And the cool thing is Patreon does take, like, PayPal and PayPal credit yep. along with so if you, everything else. Yeah, yeah. So if you, like, sell items on eBay and you have a lot of uh, expendable funds built up in your PayPal uh, account, you know, why not share a little bit of the love? You know, it's it's not cheap running a podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just seems to get to be a little bit more each month. So Especially uh, if you go back and listen to the first year of the show, how bad the yeah. audio was. That's because I put a ton, a ton of money into it. So yep. there's a reason why. Yep. Yeah. And at this point, we both kind of have. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, not to say that we don't get returns because, you know, every new listener is, is a reward. Exactly. But Exactly. But, you know, money is not free. 
Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not here begging for money. <laughs> Don't think that. I, I would no. rather have you as a listener than have money. So yes, just consider that. Yes. Anyways, one more thing to promote real quick. We just started a new podcast network called the Saturday Morning Network, which we haven't really discussed too much. We're not going to discuss too much right now because we are having a special episode coming out soon that will go more into detail. But uh, we joined forces with DAF Radio to create this podcast network, and we are in the middle of creating new shows for this network also. Yep, it's going to be really cool. Uh, some of the things that we've got in the pipeline are looking to be quite uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be busy, but fun, that's for sure. Yeah, yep. So yeah, more news coming on that later. And uh, you can like our new Facebook page for that network. Just type in Saturday Morning Network. You should find it. If not, I'll put it in the show notes also. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the, uh, for the uh, news section of it. And uh, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about this new phenomenon of Pokemon Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's kind of hard not to talk about Pokemon Go, how crazy this thing has gotten, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, last night they did a story on the NBC Nightly News about it. Uh, so that's got to say something. That's just insane. I mean, I, okay, I heard that as of Monday, um, Nintendo's... Oh, I hear thunder. Hear that? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um the value of Nintendo has increased by 25% since this thing came out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because you messaged me last Friday. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. You messaged me last Friday, and you were like, "What is? why is everyone on my Facebook news feed talking about Pokemon? I knew and nothing I was about it. I the same thing. I knew nothing at all. I thought it was like a Nintendo 3DS game. Yeah, yeah. And I have a 3DS and, I'm, I, and a Wii, and I'm... Scratching my head because I haven't heard of any new Pokemon <laughs> stuff. <laughs> okay, so for a disclaimer, I was never a fan of Pokemon. I think I'm a little too old for Pokemon when it came out. I do remember I saw, I think I told this story on the podcast before, how I saw the first Pokemon movie in 1999 in theaters <laughs> with my ex-girlfriend's, my ex-girlfriend and her little brother, which I think he was about maybe 10, I think he was. And so I saw that in the theater, but that's probably my only exposure to Pokemon was that. And I can't say I enjoyed it because I knew nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's. I think that I am the perfect age for this because everyone of my friends loved the game, uh, but I just never got into it because I'm not a huge RPG person and I'm also not a huge anime person. So I feel like this treads on both of those uh, <laughs> just so much, just enough to keep me from really getting into it. Yeah. I mean, I think I played Pokemon Red uh, because I borrowed a friend of mine's game and I made it, I put maybe a couple hours into it before I lost interest. Yeah. And I've never played a Pokemon game since. My the, only other exposure to Pokemon besides the movie that I saw would be Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's it. Because Pikachu was my character of choice because he was amazing in that game, I think, personally. Yeah, and Jigglypuff, too. Yeah, I know. He was my second favorite. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I agree. And and for me, the only real thing that I can say about Pokemon that I like is the TV show's theme song. Mm-hmm. Once the theme song yeah. is over, I don't care a thing about it. It's rocking. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah. And then um, I like the uh, Weird Al song in the Pokemon soundtrack. Oh, I, I didn't think it was that. called Pokemon, something like that. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else from Weird Al? <laughs> I know. So yeah, I downloaded the game on my phone. Mm. And uh, I. I actually walk to work, and so it's like a good mile for me to walk, maybe a mile and a half. And right. uh, between the two days, yesterday and today, I've caught, I think, five or six Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, I can't tell you the names, honestly, because I don't know who they are. I have one, like, like a like pony with a flaming tail and, and like, a rock <laughs> dude with arms and, like, a turtle <laughs> with with a flaming tail. And I, I, don't, I don't know the names. Please don't make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that isn't that funny whenever we're in a world now where you get made of for not knowing pokemon yeah yeah (laughs) it used to be the opposite when i was a kid (laughs) that is so true but i've played it and i still don't honestly understand why it's so popular don't hate me for saying that too but if i wanted to do this i I mean all you are is looking at a gps map like a google map it's like it's it's like my Garmin in my car, my my GPS my GPS in the car. That's all right. you're looking at with like your character walking around. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny. Like uh, a place where I used to work and a lot of my friends still work there is located next to the Durham Bulls baseball stadium, like literally right next door, but you can't get into it. Uh, so people have been really upset because apparently there's been Pokemon sitting in the stadium that they couldn't get to. <laughs> so like the Durham Bulls ballpark actually opened this afternoon so that people could go on their lunch breaks and collect the Pokemon That's that were in crazy. that area. <laughs> have, you, have you seen people walking around with it in your area? Uh, I have not, but I also don't go outside uh, after I get home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless I'm going for a run, but I live in mostly like an old person neighborhood. Uh, so I no, I haven't really experienced it. I saw one just like half an hour ago, like two kids walking down the street holding a phone. I'm assuming they were playing the game because they were looking <laughs> at it and looking at the environment of the, you know the real world. So right. I'm assuming they were playing the game. That's funny. I I don't. I mean, I think it's cool that they're uh, you know creating this this trend to get kids outdoors. Um, I saw a post on Facebook that it took Michelle Obama eight years to get kids to go outdoors and play, and it's taken <laughs> Nintendo a week. <laughs> you know, so it's it's great what it's doing, I guess, for exercise maybe. But um, I I just don't I don't I don't care about those things. Yeah. Um, I don't care about app based games for the most part. Yeah, I, I have uh, the Waze app on my phone, which gives me directions. But you can also like drive around aimlessly and pick up candy. And I think to myself, that's just money down the drain with gas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't think I'll get into it, but I really like the idea on paper. So my fear, here's my fear. Not people mm-hmm. dying, because people are dying because of it. Um, yeah. My fear is next week, Monday and Tuesday, we're going to be inside Disneyland. Oh, no. How many people are we going to see playing this game? I know. It's going to be a lot. Let me tell you, it's going to be a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be annoying. Well, you still have one week to get like helplessly addicted to this game, so we'll see if you're one of those kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I know. It's it's funny. Like my one memory of Pokemon that really brings a smile to my face is uh, whenever I was a kid, or whenever I was younger, whenever it was in the heyday, they were doing Pokemon toys in uh, Burger King Kids Mills, and everybody I knew, you know, I I went to Burger King and I got the toys and I didn't care a thing about them because I didn't understand. Um, so my friend and I, we, we were starting to learn how to play golf at that time. So we took them out into my grandma's yard and she had a big yard and, uh, we put these Pokemon toys on the, uh, tee. And so we just started smacking them and we'd do that until they'd fly off into a hundred pieces. And, um, that was a lot of fun for us cause we just, we were laughing it up and it was all fun and games until my uh, grandma went out to mow. The next oh, week. Oh no! <laughs> so she was driving around on the lawnmower, spitting out pieces of plastic, and we both got uh, yelled at pretty good for that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. What the heck is this show again? Saturday Morning Rewind, I think. Why are we here? I don't know. Uh, because they called our agent. Oh, don't want to piss them off. Anyway, goodbye. Thanks for watching, idiots. That wasn't very kind. I know. All right, so let's talk about 1988, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, who should go first on this one? Well, first, we're going to play this. It's the final cartoon. Countdown. All right, how many did you how pick? Dare, how dare I jump in front of that? I know, seriously. <laughs> How many how many cartoons <laughs> did you pick for 1988? Uh, I picked three with an honorable mention or two. Okay, so I'll go first then. I, I mean, I guess I kind of have I have four, but I don't have any honorable mentions, so it's kind of even probably. Okay, that's cool. Okay, so my my fourth pick cartoon. Of course, we're talking about cartoons that were released in 1988. This cartoon is about a vegetarian vampire duck. I'm sure by just saying that, if you were around in the 80s, I'm sure you know what we're talking about. I am talking about Count Duckula. And I'm just realizing I don't have audio pulled for it. So, just imagine in your head the intro for Count Duckula. (laughs) Oh, yep, you got it. Sounds pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, so I never really put this together. Did did you watch Count Duckula? I did. Uh, I didn't watch every episode. I didn't watch it all that often but when i did i enjoyed it yeah i loved Count Dracula, and uh so i never really watched danger mouse 
but apparently this is a spinoff of Danger Mouse. Really? Yeah, in Danger Mouse, Count Duckula was in there a few times as a villain. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting because he's he's not even a villain at all in the in the cartoon. So I don't know what changes. I don't know if that's even mentioned in Danger Mouse. I don't think it was. Yeah. But yeah, wow. that's interesting to see. I would I wouldn't mind watching those episodes of Danger Mouse. Yeah, I know. I I've never really watched Danger Mouse either, and I don't think I realized how old it was until recently. Um, so I think probably going through this list, I saw Danger Mouse. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot earlier than I thought it would be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I guess like my biggest memory with Count Duckula is more or less the comic books that I just kind of picked up throughout the years. Cause he had a pretty long running, uh, comic book series too. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Interesting. But it was, a, it was a fun show. Yeah, no, it was a good show. What about you? Um, let's go ahead and, uh, play the clip. So, as I'm sure you can tell from that wonderful song by the Fat Boys, uh, this is the Police Academy TV series, not to be confused with the 1997 live-action series that was not worth watching. I don't think um, I ever watched the cartoon. Really? I don't think I ever did. Yeah. It was uh, produced by Ruby Spears uh, for Warner Brothers and uh, ran 65 episodes in one year. Wow. Um, it, was, it was not great, but, you know, it was. Oh, yeah. I, I loved the movie as a kid. Um, well of a certain age. And, um, I think I saw the sequels that were more kid friendly first and uh, another one called combat Academy, which was about a military school and, uh, just from the same company, I think. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it, this animated series takes place chronologically between the fourth and fifth films of the series. Um, and Mahoney was in it, even though Mahoney never came back, mm -hmm. uh, in five through seven and the uh, following live action show. But uh, it was it was interesting. It was pretty much twelve uh, characters from the original movie. Uh, well, from the original movies, I guess I should say, because Bobcat's character was in there, and and uh, several other people who didn't show up until the uh, later sequels. Um, and in addition to the police members, there was a group of canine dog of uh, police dogs called the Canine Corps, uh, because you can do that with an animated of series. Of course, yeah. You can't, <laughs> you can't with the uh, movies. So, uh, the, the one thing that I thought that was kind of interesting about this is that the villain's name is Kingpin hmm. and, uh, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling it might be shameless self-promotion because, uh, Marvel comics put out the comic book line based on this TV series. And if you know, Marvel comics, you know, there's another Kingpin involved there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just, I, I thought the show was all right. And, uh, since you didn't have anything to say, <laughs> or since you never yeah, watched it, I, don't. I guess. So was, was Bobcat actually in the cartoon? No, nobody from the movies reprised their voices. Huh. But, you know, when you're a kid, you don't yeah. totally catch that. Okay. All right, yeah. so for my number three pick, I picked a show called A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Yes. I love this show. We've talked about it before. And uh, it's, it's kind of like a Tiny Toon approach to the Scooby-Doo series in which you see the gang as a as a younger younger um generation you know it's them it's not like tiny tunes where it's not them but you know they're just younger and solving mysteries with red herring you know always being guilty of course now, the, the funny thing is about mentioning tiny tunes this was actually created by tom ruger hmm. who was involved with tiny tunes and uh a ton of other things like animaniacs pinky the brain batman animated series freakazoid and tasmania yes. so maybe that's why I don't know, maybe that's why they seem kind of similar. You know, a younger version of Scooby-Doo. Right. Well, I think of all the different Scooby-Doo shows that there have been throughout the years, this one is one of the most interesting. Uh, I feel like it breaks from the typical Scooby tropes the most, aside from maybe one of the current series that uh, I haven't watched. Um, but, you know, it's it's a good show, and it's it's fun. And, I mean, it's still got the, I guess it's it kind of has the tropes and it doesn't all at yeah. the same time. Um, and I love the fact that the, you know, little snot nosed kid's name is red herring and he's always the red herring to the, <laughs> to the episodes. Uh, and, and you and, uh, Nick 
robes over at uh, What's With You, Scooby-Doo, actually did an episode based on that, which was quite yeah, enjoyable. it was fun. Yep. But yeah, this is also the last series to star Don Messick as the voice of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, Frank Welker took over, and I love Frank to death. Everybody knows that. But this is one voice I don't, I don't know. Him and his Garfield, I don't, this, I don't like it as much as the original. I agree. I agree. And I, I sort of feel that way about his Kermit as well. I mean, not that it's bad. It's mm. just, but I mean, I know he's playing baby Kermit. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little bit different. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I agree. I, I, I love uh, Don's Scooby-Doo so much. And my wife, before she realized it was Welker, you know, she was like, what's wrong with Scooby? He sounds sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, it's a different guy. So, um, and then I told her it was Welker and then she sort of stopped saying anything negative. yeah yeah because he's, he's entitled to have a couple not so good voices right agreed yeah i think so and that's kind of one of the weird things about pup named scooby-doo is that this is i think the only time that he has it a is. voiced freddy yeah so he has been um, in the cartoon he's in it but he's a lot not, not <laughs> as as freddy yeah so it's a good show though yeah. and uh, i think casey Kasem played uh the dad or no, was he actually Shaggy in the show? I think he was Shaggy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the only one whose voice didn't change. Yeah, but I thought somebody played someone else's dad. I don't um, know, maybe well, that was in, in the later series. In the chicken, yeah, that was Frank Welker in in the Chicken Boo episode. That's he, he right. He played that's Freddy's right. dad. <laughs> that's right. That was a nice little nod. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what'd you pick for your next one? All right, go ahead and play the next clip. Flutterby's indoors in case there are any jagulars around. Jagulars? Around here? Ah, that's a lot of... <laughs> Head for the hills! Head for the hills! But, Tigger, this is a hill. Jagular. So we can share this one, because this is my next pick. Okay, I had a feeling it might be. Um, and I really I really like this show a lot. Um, it's, it's one of the, you know, Disney Afternoon slightly before disney afternoon right yeah but you know it's it's still one that just kind of gets forgotten and that that shows in you know dvd releases and otherwise just general word on the street you know people don't seem to remember this but i thought it was quite fun if i wanted to pick one cartoon from the 80s that had the most heart this would be it probably oh totally totally and that's that's what winnie the pooh is always good for Mm -hmm. him and all his crazy friends of uh what is it like the different levels of you know like who is eating disorder tigger is uh schizophrenic <laughs> piglet is fear eeyore is depression rabbit is ocd i forget but i mean like they take all those uh characteristics and make them so sweet and and, and loving it's kind of like the original inside out yeah yeah it kind of is <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> so yeah the show uh of course featured jim cummings ad but he didn't really take over to the uh for the voice of tigger until around season three well you hear that wow yeah this is montana we don't get this very often that, that's wild man <laughs> anyways like i was saying he took over the role as, as tigger in near season three where uh paul, paul winchell is the original voice he um i forget why he left he didn't pass away until later yeah uh, I don't know either, actually. Because he didn't retire until 1999, that, and that's when Jim Cummings took over 100% was when he retired. Huh. And that's odd because he left, uh, he quit playing uh, Zummy Gummy yeah. around that time yeah, as well. Maybe something with Disney. I don't I don't know. Huh. That's very I interesting. I should have looked that up because I didn't think about it until now. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and then, of <laughs> course, actually... this was the first series to star Jim Cummings as the voice of Winnie the Pooh also. That's right. That's right. And it's kind of interesting because the first episode of this series was called Pooh Ought to Be in the Pictures. And uh, it was supposed to uh, tie into a movie that was planned by uh, Linda Wolverton, but the film was shelved for unknown reasons. Hmm. So it was supposed to lead into another theatrical release, which we didn't get again until not counting. I don't know if Tigger's movie or Piglet's movie made it to theaters, but, you know, 2013 was when the Winnie the Pooh movie happened. Yeah. And uh, that was a nice return to to the characters. Yep, I love that movie. Yep. All right, what'd you pick for your next one? Um, I have a feeling this is your number one. Um, I'm going to say yeah. Okay. 
I have a feeling that we picked the same one. All right. So go so ahead and play go. the audio and we'll see. Every mini mall has one of the following types of store. A dry cleaner, a copy place, a store that sells Chinese food, a place to rent videotapes, a one-hour photo processing shop. The one-hour photo processing shop is my favorite. It's for people who can't remember what their friends looked like 60 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, did I pick it? Garfield, yep, you sure did. Yep, <laughs> I had a fill-in. Yep, so uh, Garfield and friends. Yeah, I, I've always loved the character Garfield. He's probably been my favorite comic strip character. Um, and, you know, to see him get such a good show was, was very rewarding. And so originally, Jim Jim Davis, the creator and, and uh, everything of Garfield, um, he wanted to make a series based on the U.S. Acres comic strip that he also ran. Mm-hmm. And uh, CBS insisted that Garfield would be the lead star, and so that's when Jim made the U.S. Acres gang the friends in Garfield and Friends. Huh. See, I didn't realize that U.S. Acres existed as a comic strip. I remember seeing it probably when I... Little, little... Right. So maybe you're a little too young. I don't know. It's very possible. But I think man. even as a kid, I thought it was just an extension of the Garfield comic strip. Huh. So I don't. I don't remember. I wonder if it depends on area, like yeah, where they pressed it or something. But yeah, I mean, this was a a fun show. I naturally enjoyed the Garfield segments a little bit more. I think. I was never a huge fan of the U.S. Acres sketch, to be perfectly honest. But you know, I, I was. I like I like both of them. You did, yeah. I liked the uh, I liked some of the characters in the U.S. Acres sketch, but I found that it held my attention a little bit less than the Garfield ones did when I was yeah. younger for whatever reason. But I, I guess that's just because Lorenzo music is so darn captivating. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Wade on U.S. Acres. He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it felt very in line with the show which was nice i mean it didn't feel like you know here's garfield and then all of a sudden here's something completely different yeah exactly Um, i thought that and knowing that it's i guess jim davis's comic strip prior to that makes more sense (laughs) exactly and uh do you have any honorable mentions for this year that you didn't talk about um yeah i have i have a couple i mean uh denver the last dinosaur was great and um robocop the animated series i remember liking as a kid although I don't know why it wasn't terribly good. Yeah. But, you know, it's just those were shows that I enjoyed watching. And there's there's a whole bunch of others, too. I just those two particularly I wanted to mention. Nice. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out. But Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back after a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by listeners just like you. A lot goes into running a podcast, so if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out their Patreon campaign. With a small monthly donation, you'll get the opportunity to get involved and even hear your name on the show. Here's Tim to tell you more about it. Hey guys, Tim here. I just want to give a quick shout out to our $10 or more patrons for this month. So thank you so much to the Blake and Sal Show and the Hunnic Outcast Podcast. If you want to hear your name here or donate in any other way, please go to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out our Patreon page. On behalf of all of us, we thank you, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! guys a Tim! Gary! Guys! Well, thank you, Freakazoid. All right, so now we wanted to sit and talk about music and cartoons. And yes. I, I guess I'll start off with this because you really can, you can't really talk about music and cartoons without mentioning one of the first. I mean, there's always been music and cartoons, but there was never really music, music and cartoons like there was in Steamboat Willie. Mm. The 1928 animated short by Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks, it was the first cartoon 
that fully synchronized sound with it. So before this, you would hear music, of course, you'd hear sound effects, but it wasn't really synchronized with the characters themselves. And uh, this is one of the first times. Of course, you always hear the, the, the Mickey whistling before most Disney movies nowadays. That was Steamboat Willie. So the story behind Steamboat Willie was Walt went and saw the jazz singer, which was the uh, first full-length feature film that synchronized dialogue. And he was so impressed, and he told his brother Roy, it's like, hey, we need to make this synchronized cartoon. And, of course, Roy, he was the he was the dollar holder. So he's like, I don't know, it sounds kind of expensive, which, of course, it was. But it definitely turned out for the best for them when they did it because it was huge. I mean, this Steamboat really was a phenomenon, which probably bigger than Pokemon Go. <laughs> right on. And here's a little bit of audio from it. So, Gary, can you think of other cartoons, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be old cartoons, but cartoons that we grew up with or enjoyed that had a lot of music featured inside of it? Yeah, I mean, going back even before our time a little bit, uh, there was, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo. And the and the thunder, yeah. Yeah, Scooby-Doo <laughs> and the frantic thunder. Um <laughs> So even before us a little bit, you know, jumping back into the 60s, you've got Scooby-Doo, uh, which is sort of what I consider the origin music of it. Yeah, those Hanna-Barbera cartoons, they love music. I remember the Flintstones featured a lot of music, and, you know, yep. of course, Josie and the Pussycats had a lot of music. But of course, yeah. And the thing that I find so funny about the Scooby-Doo, you know, like, chase music, as, as it is, uh, is that it never fits the scene. No. <laughs> it's always it so happy and about love. <laughs> and maybe once in a while you'll get, like, a song about, like, the Creeper or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the most part, it doesn't fit at all. But, you know, like from from that point on, moving into sort of, you know, the 90s, there was definitely more thought and attention put into uh, stuff. For example, the score from Batman the Animated Series. Definitely some of the best music in cartoons ever right there. Oh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And total shout out to Shirley Walker, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But she made some incredible music uh, for cartoons, you know, like a medium that a lot of people wouldn't and still to this day don't take serious. You know, they put a lot of paints, uh, love and sweat and tears into these songs. And, um, you know. I think that's sort of what's missing from cartoons these days is the grand orchestra feel of it all. Because even shows like Tiny Toons and Animaniacs had scores back then. Yep. Um, you know, in the 80s, whenever everyone was sort of trying to push an agenda a little bit, there were, uh, you know, educational songs. For some reason, it's always been one of my favorite Tiny Toon skits. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. that The two They Might Be Giant segments are the ones I remember really well. That one and uh, Particle Man. Oh, yeah. Particle Man was so good. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that song is fun, but it, it also sort of teaches a bit of a lesson. Uh, and there's there's better examples. But um, there's also, you know, songs that have a great uh, message about, you know, saving the earth or whatever uh, the cause at the time was. <laughs> wow. Tomorrow depends on today. Keep it safe so kids can play. Machine. 
So that is, of course, from Muppet Babies. Katie Lee singing as uh, Baby yeah, Roth. That's so cute. Yeah, I know. Uh, and she's got some of the best songs on that show. But I, I picked that one because I remember it pretty clearly. But, you know, not, not all songs were meant for such heavy messages, such as Saving the Planet or, you know, Istanbul. Um, so uh, in addition, you know, there were just flat out uh, songs that were made to sort of make you move, I guess, uh, just songs used in cartoons. What's this one from? You don't know that one? No. Killer Tofu from Doug. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, just as a kid, like, I didn't remember the chorus either, you know, but I mean, the verse either, but when it gets to the chorus, you're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this <laughs> song. Um, <laughs> and it's it's so memorable. It stuck with me throughout the years. Um, you know, in addition to that, you know, there there were songs that, that especially in the, the 90s, where they sort of uh, closed the inner or closed the segment with a song that just summed everything up real easy. The electric fence. And that's uh, the closing line from Ren and Stimpy, where... Interesting, uh, yes, yes. One of the many times they wind up in hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I would... This would not be a segment without mentioning uh, the Animaniacs just a little bit more. Um, and this is one of my favorite uh, parody songs that they did, where Dot... For some reason, they're going to New York, and Dot's wacko's like, Oh, I know some people in New York. And uh, Dot says, I didn't know you had friends in New York, to which Yakko replies, They're more like acquaintances. Whatever made them think that this could be a show. Six trendies on the couch, just drinking cups of joe. They lead such boring lives, but never fear. I wonder what they're parroting right there. <laughs> I know, right? It's uh, it's very hidden in the message. Yeah, for sure. There was a show in the '90s called Seinfeld. Oh, um, <laughs> that's gotta be it, right? Or or right. Frasier? I think it's Frasier. It might be Frasier. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, I loved uh, it. I really sat there and just scratched my head trying to figure out which Animaniac song to play. Yeah. And uh, I so finally many. settled on that. One. <laughs> There's so many great ones. <laughs> there are. Okay, so I I loved how you kind of branched out and picked things that I didn't pick. I knew you were gonna pick Animaniacs, so I didn't right. include that in mine. Okay. But for my choices, when I think of, of cartoons and music, first, I got to think of one that it's got to be the first cartoon I remember hearing music in as a, as a primary, almost like a character in the show itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Jim. Oh, it's coming along, growing strong. It's working out, working out. Starting to move, finding the groove. It's working out, working out. It's getting in shape, pulling together. It's working out, working out. I need to start listening to that when I work out in the mornings. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> It's very happy. Music. It is very happy. But yeah, of course, that was Britta Phillips, who you've just probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you just heard me interview her, which is, a, I think, a really, really cool interview. It is. She it's, even sang for me, too, so you can hear her live singing a, a gem song. Right on, yeah. And a sampling of her brand new song. Exactly. Oh, that was, song was so good, too. Yeah, it so really good. was. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was listening. I didn't listen to the whole podcast, because I, I hate hearing my voice. But uh, I fast forward to the end and have that song like on repeat like four times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, nice. she gave me the music, so I just need to add it to my my phone. Right. Yeah, anyways, stuff. that was a jam. One of the first cartoons I remember hearing music in. And um, here's a little hidden thing that I didn't know about the show was uh, originally they wanted to name her and the show M instead of Jim. 
Hmm. But they used Jam instead to avoid copyright problems with MTV. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a little interesting. Huh. And it makes sense, music and all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, wow. so they changed it to Jam. Very cool. All right, so another show... Um, Oh, this is so close to being tied with with like the major show I remember hearing music on. But this show here, I guess it's not really even a show. It was a TV movie, but it was never in the theater, so I, did, I didn't include it in the in the theatrical talk we did earlier this year. I'm talking about the California Raisins. Ah, I mean, you cannot yes. think about California Raisins without hearing this music. So this is like a a very music driven show, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about the uh, cartoon which I love too. I'm talking about Meet the Raisins. It was a 1988 uh, TV special that I remember when it pl- when it first aired and I was obsessed with this thing. And this, I, I don't think I ever knew the California Raisins before this. I could have. I don't remember though. But I grew up listening to like 60s and 70s music as a kid. And so every single one of the songs I knew already and I just loved and here's a little bit of some of their music. And it's such a good movie too. It, it kind of like a, it's like a mockumentary of um, of a music documentary where they right. do little interviews with you know fake band leaders and 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 uh, executives from record labels, and it's really a cool stop motion movie. Yeah, it's basically Spinal Tap with raisins. Yeah, exactly. And, it really and less is cursing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, for my number one pick, a cartoon that uh, I would love for them to someday release, like a soundtrack of every single song that they had on this cartoon. And uh, here's one of their songs right here. Oh wait, 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 wait! Sorry, that wasn't it. I just <laughs> gave away the okay. Here, hold on. I mean, every single cartoon episode was like a music video inside of it of songs that I loved growing up as a kid. And that, of course, right there was Glenn Fry from the Eagles with The Heat Is On. Yes. Which I'm in love I, with Glenn Fry and the Eagles, so it's just amazing to hear that coming from the Chipmunks. I actually never knew that they did a uh, cover of that one, so yep. that's, I'm yep. going to have to look that up. <laughs> yep, I have it on my one of my DVD sets. It's, it's amazing. Nice. Very cool. But um, So I looked up a little history of Alvin the Chipmunks. I knew I already knew this anyways. but uh, So the Chipmunks were created by Ross Bagdasarian, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Senior. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did that in 1958. He was the original Dave Seville. He voiced him and everything. And actually, Dave Seville was his uh, stage name when he would sing himself. Because he's actually had a number one hit with Witch Doctor, which the Shipmunks did actually sing in, in the cartoon and in Shipmunk Adventure. So there actually is a Dave Seville song from the 50s. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, I think we talked about this before, how Ross was actually featured in Hitchcock's movie Rear Window. I think we mentioned this maybe last year at some point. I don't remember. Seems familiar, but I but, don't quite remember. Yeah, so if you remember the movie and you remember um, Jimmy Stewart's character, you know, stuck inside the house and looking at his window. So one of his neighbors across the street or across the little garden area is a guy playing piano the whole time. Uh-huh. So that's Ross playing the piano the whole time in the movie. Huh. Wow. Yep, so he's a little chipmunk connection right there. And uh, when he passed away in 1972, his son Ross Jr., took over as as Dave voicing him and everything and you know also being in charge of the the Chipmunks, you know, franchise. And he also voiced Alvin and Simon in the cartoon series. And uh Ross's wife, Ross Jr.'s wife, also Janice, she took over as a voice of Theodore, Jeanette, Brittany, and Eleanor. Hmm. And they're still doing it today. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I always knew that there was something extra special about that, but you know, it's it's great to learn that that extra special thing is like family. Yeah, no, and even in the live action movies, I didn't know this up until recently. Um, of course, they have different voices, but uh-huh. the singing voices in the live action movies are Ross Jr. and Janice singing. Huh. Wow, that's cool. I had a big problem with, um, well, number one that they made them hip hop, mm-hmm. um, and number two that you know it was different. Uh, actors playing the characters but other than that you know 
I think it's great that the series is still alive and well. Yep. I wouldn't say it's necessarily well, well, but it's still alive and kicking. Well, it's got a Nickelodeon show. It, but it's I don't fun. Know. It's fun. Yeah, it's just not as good. Yeah, uh, same. You know, I can always nitpick nowadays. If it's not hand drawn and yeah. <laughs> the original cast and all that, you know, I get a little fussy. Yep. Um, okay, but, one more honorable mention. Okay. This one here, this song gets stuck in my head. It, even now, it gets stuck in my head. And here's this little song. From Rescue Rangers, of course. Right. Coca-Cola. I can play it for five more minutes if you want. <laughs> Is that Rob singing? Yeah, it's gotta be. Let's hear it again. <laughs> of course there's so many cartoons to choose from but those are the ones that when i think of music and cartoons those are the ones i think of and hearing that makes me want to listen to the uh, sprite song from the 80s oh yeah i like the sprite in you <laughs> anyways um <laughs> Any other thoughts on music? No, but go ahead and plug your thing. Okay, yeah. So while we're talking about music, I just released an EP uh, a couple weeks ago. Extended um, play. Extended play, five tracks, uh, which never made sense to me because no. you'd think it would be longer if it was extended. <laughs> but uh, it's a little five-track EP uh, called Never for Nothing, and it's all original songs. I play all the instruments. I sing all the songs. It's uh, produced and mixed and everything by me. So if there's something you don't like, it's all my fault, um, which is very nerve-wracking. But uh, you can pick it up uh, using PayPal uh, at garylane.bandcamp.com. And here's one of the songs. <laughs> I'm going to play the whole thing again. I don't care. <laughs> all right, maybe they're not all of it. <laughs> yeah that's so cool gary has everybody go check that out now yes please do and thank you thank you <laughs> for your voice i was talking to them oh but yeah well thank you for being you i like the sprite in you oh so sweet <laughs> all right let's end the show with a little game that we started a few months ago and it's got a new name oh yeah and it's because a listener a listener of ours um so remember how bad the theme song was last time it was impeccably bad. <laughs> the one that I made? <laughs> it was great. I think it was and so it, bad that one of our loyal listeners decided to make one of his own and send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And he gave it a name, which I enjoy. So now it's going to be called Audio Arcade. Cool. So here we go. Thank you so much, Joshua Murphy, for sending this. I think it's amazing. Here's the little thing that he created that you're in here from now on. These two podcast hosts will compete to see who is the ultimate cartoon theme champion. Who will it be? Find out now on... Audio Arcade! And now, here are your contestants. Two guys who still have the Tiny Toons theme on their Sony Walkman. Tim and Gary! Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Joshua. That's so cool. Thanks, Josh. Okay, so how about you go first this time? You give me one. Okay, um, I guess you can really pick anyone at random. All right, so let's go with number one. Perfect. That would be Bobby's World. Yep. <laughs> Here's the regular <laughs> version. That's a good one, though. That's a very good one. Yeah. I almost, I almost heard Beetlejuice at first. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to pick a part that wasn't a total giveaway. Yeah, because pretty much the rest of the song is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, so here's your first one, which I accidentally played a second ago. Already, so here you go. Okay. In all fairness, I'm pretty stupid, and I think I would have gotten that one. Yeah, you playing. I think you would have too. <laughs> and that would be Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. 
All right, so I got six and you got five. We'll 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 fact check that for the next yeah, episode. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> All right, so let's do number two for me then. Let's hear it again. Ducktales. Yep. I almost said Rescue Ranger for some reason. <laughs> so here's your next one to guess. What? <laughs> it sounds like the same. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, could you play that again without talking? Sorry. I was, like, I was hearing it. I was like, this sounds identical to the real version. <laughs> Here we go. Is it the Jetsons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part in the beginning is like identical to it. It's crazy. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh man. Alright, we're we're getting up there. Yeah, yeah. My final one for this episode. Here we go. Ah, I see you're sticking with the theme of the the movie coming out this weekend. <laughs> The real I was Ghostbusters. To remind everyone that there was something good at one point. Yeah, let's remind everybody to not go see Ghostbusters this weekend. <laughs> go watch go. the animated show, or go watch the first movie, possibly the second movie. Or better yet, buy a ticket and fly to California and join us. Oh yeah, so much better, <laughs> so much better than Ghostbusters. <laughs> the movie, not the cartoon. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. And here you go, Gary. One more to go. Uh, I don't know if you can get this one. Oh boy. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> it's almost the same backwards. <laughs> and that would be Goof Troop. I think yes. we covered it a little too easy this time around. Oh, maybe so. I don't know. I, I had to think a couple times, so. Yeah, it sounded harder. It always sounds harder whenever. Yeah, when I was doing it, I thought they'd be much harder. Not yeah. not the chipmunk one. I think the chipmunk one was gonna be the easiest, regardless. Right. But but the other day, hey, still but, fun. So what are we at now? What's our tally at now? Um, I think so. I'll we're be at, at eight, and you'll be at seven, right? I think so. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming along with us on this little ride. It what was, a ride it's been. It was fun, man. It was fun. Let's, let's, let's end on this little song right here. <laughs> All right. So make sure to check out voiceactorsrock.org. Saturday at 2-0, say 20 bucks. Hopefully we'll see you guys there. Have a drink with us. That'd be so cool to meet you guys, hang out, have a drink. Um, I mean, you can also meet the voice actors. That's going to be so cool and a different element. So yes, come do very... that. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter because I'll be talking about our, our two days in Disneyland. I might even do a couple live um, streams on Facebook, on the Facebook page. Very cool. I was thinking about doing... To... Go ahead. I was thinking about doing some ride-alongs if I don't get interrupted, you know, because a lot of the rides are inside. Right. So if I have good service, I might do a couple live ride-alongs on the Facebook page. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm going to try to be uh, taking a lot of photographs and uploading them to the Facebook page and stuff uh, just for fun. So hope to see you guys there. All right, let's start the song over again. Here we go. Okay, no. I'm going to stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>